This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, the founder of Prism Wealth Management. And this show is all about helping you, the people of Ohio, our listeners, uh, better understand what's going on in the markets, the economy, and overall how these things are impacting your wealth and your ability to retire. Each week we tackle new issues, new topics. We try and stay current for you as best as possible. Uh, But as you know, the world is changing every day out there. Uh, With me and to help me along the way are my co-hosts, Mr. Tony Shore and Matt Gilbert. How are you guys doing this week, Tony? How's it been going? Oh, it's going great. You know, I've been crazy busy, but uh, it's good. This is my favorite time of the year, and I love the fact that uh, we're uh, already well into football season now, and Mm -hmm. uh, I love that uh, on the weekends. It's something to look forward to. I enjoy watching that with the family and uh, just, yeah, trying to keep on top of things. I mean, uh, just trying to keep up with uh, Matt Gilbert over here. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a madman. Matt, you've been uh, really busy yourself, haven't you? Oh, always kind of be. I'm a busybody. I don't like sitting still. Yeah, yeah. But I am excited about this topic, debt. Mm-hmm. It's one of the topics that kind of got me a Wait, you're excited to talk about debt? Yeah, yeah, I like this kind of stuff. Okay. Mm, Helping yeah. people. This is where you can really well, help that's people true. see it every day. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and this is one thing, like, so we've talked about it. You know, I believe that, you know, we got to reward good behavior. We did a show on that recently. Uh, it's why when we do our complimentary workshops, I try and pack it with as much information as possible. You did a good thing. You spent your time and you went to learn about Social Security or taxes. Most people aren't going to do that. Okay. So if you're going to spend your time doing it. I'm going to do my best to give you as much information that you can use as possible. Likewise, I have some people who want to just meet with me and say, Robert, help me with just social security or taxes. Cause let's face it, there aren't a lot of people willing to help you on those topics out there. Uh, you know, those people come in my office and if they bring the information, we help them out with social security. Just like if someone comes in for a full clear retirement solution and brings us that information, we're going to run our reports. We're going to give you our best analysis. We're going to try and answer your questions as best as possible for you and as clear as possible for you because you did the work. You did, you did something good. You gathered this information, you got organized, and you started the process of building a plan for yourself. So I want to nurture that and I want to help you along the way. And it's why we do that even in the show. But a lot of times we have people who, you know, they'll say, Robert, you know, I don't have enough money. I don't want to come meet with you, you know, and all that. I don't want to waste your time. And I'm like, well, you're, you're right. We're probably not going to, if you don't have that much money, we may not end up doing business with each other. But if you gather that information and you come meet with me, I will help you. I'll, I'll give you my best opinion on strategies of what I think you can do. So I think it's probably about, you know, three to five times a month. I'll have someone come in my office who is, you know, they, they're, they're trying to save, they're trying to get ahead of things, but they've got some debts and they're trying to figure 
figure out what the strategy may be so that way they can pay off debt and hopefully retire by the time that they want to. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do, right? Like, I mean, especially if you retire with debt, um, it can be very, very devastating, especially when the market's dropping or something. So, I always say my, my successful clients, the ones that are, and I define success as the ones that are happy in retirement. Uh, they aren't the ones that, you know, earn the most or even the ones that save the most. More often than not, it's the people who retired without debt that find the most success in retirement. So a lot of times I see people come in and they have different strategies or they're doing different things. Uh, some of them I'm like, okay, you're doing the right thing. Some of them maybe have me scratching my head. So in the show notes this week, we did put a couple articles in there for you on debt, personal debt and how to stay out of it, but also what's the debt like in the state of Ohio, right? We, we've talked about that before with how much money the state of Ohio has in debt, uh, like the federal government does as well. You know, how does Ohio stack up there? And then our regular listeners know, for our podcast, we always do a bonus segment. You can go to our website, myprismwealth.com, and check out the radio link, and you can hear our show in its full version. You can go to Amazon Music. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're all over if you look for Wealth of Ohio. But that bonus segment today, I know I've had a lot of people who are state employees, OPERS, STRS, SCRS, police, fire, and they're always wondering about the wind fall elimination provision and how it will impact their social security. So the bonus segment today, especially if you know someone who's a state employee, we're going to talk about what those things are, the windfall elimination provision, and believe it or not, there's a bill that may make it all go away. So you want to check out that segment later. But for now, let's talk about debt. So Matt, you said you're excited. What what did we find? What did this article say? So uh, articles kind of breaks down 10... Um, 10 strategies to avoid getting into debt. And I look back at my life and interesting enough that these are things that my parents and my grandparents just kind of taught me already. Mm -hmm. Call it dumb luck. I was fortunate. Mm -hmm. Some people are not. But the first one, if you can't afford it with a credit card, don't buy it. Without a credit card. Or without yeah. a credit card. Yeah, so if you if you can't oh, yeah. if if you have to use a credit card to buy it, then don't buy it. Right. You know, that that's that's a pretty good rule. Uh, especially you know, now uh, with interest rates, credit card interest rates are always terrible, but now they're worse than yeah. ever. Yeah. And I mean, realistically, um, you have to look at it. So another another strategy I've heard in this regards is, you know, it, it, it set a limit. Like if you're married or if it's just you set a limit, you know, anything that we buy above five hundred dollars uh, requires, you know, some extra thought. You know, so if it's going to be a five hundred dollar purchase, you write it down on a piece of paper. And you cannot buy that for 60 days, okay? You have to wait 60 days to buy it. Once you buy it, though, you're, you're good, okay? But let's say during the 60 days, something else comes up above $500 that you also want to buy. Okay, well, if it's more important than that thing on the list previously, bump it off. Add that new item on there, and you still got to wait 60 days to buy the new one as well, too. So this is a way of avoiding those extra purchases that maybe you don't need to do. Um, I mean, even me, Matt, you know, in the office, like when there's times where, you know, if I have unexpected bills or unexpected expenses or I'm going on a big vacation, a lot of times that's when I bring my lunch to work and I don't go out to eat as much. You know, you find little ways of saving money along the way as well, too. But it is a pretty good rule. If you can't afford it without a credit card, don't buy it. Right. 
Another one I always talk about is emergency fund, cushion money, right? I always tell people checking, savings, buried in the backyard, under the mattress or a shoebox in the closet. I really don't care where it is. It's all money that's not growing. Uh, You know, if you added it all up, roughly how much do you have? And the industry a lot of times will say you should probably have like six months worth of expenses in an emergency fund. Uh, Some places will say 12 months. Uh, in there as well. Generally speaking, if you don't have any debts or anything like that and you're retiring, I want to see about 30 to 40 grand in the bank, 30 to 40 grand of cushion money. Uh, With inflation as high as it is, that's about the most you can afford to leave in the bank and not try and grow your money in other ways as well, too. Right. These Um, people who have like $250,000 in a bank or even CDs, they're not making any any money on that. They're losing money. So yeah, you've Mm got to have growth if you have that much. Well, and I mean, the purpose of this money is there to cover emergencies and where you don't have to sell at a bad time in the market, right? So 30 grand covers a lot of emergencies where, okay, I can handle that now. And if the market's down and it's not a time where I want to sell, I can take it out of my savings and then wait, give the market six months. And then I'll probably be in a better position to, you know, take the money out of the market then. So Cushion money is there to help save you from selling at a bad time. And the money that it saves you during that time is usually worth more than the interest you would have been making, you know, in the bank anyways, too. So cushion money is always good, right? Uh, and there's other strategies in here. I mean, I don't want to go one by one through all 10 of these. Um, and there's, But there's great strategies in there as far as, you know, don't carry a balance on your credit card. Uh, focus on the needs, not the wants. I think one big one is doing a budget. Do you do a budget? Huh? Well, I don't do budgets. I do audits. Okay. I'll just say like I'm more uh, looking back than looking forward. So a budget is saying, I think I'm going to spend this and this is what I want to spend. And I try and stay within those parameters. I have a great emergency fund and a great cushion to where if a month or two is more expensive than I anticipate, I don't really have to worry about that. But when I do have my bad times, I go back and do audits of my spending and go back and reallocate my monthly expenses expenses and say, where am I spending my money and where can I make cuts to really quickly or what subscriptions can I cut? So I do more auditing afterwards than budget beforehand. I don't know about you. Uh, Kind of the same. I just got into a habit when I was in college. I had a stipend to live off of when I had a fellowship. Mm -hmm. Here's how much I had coming in. I wrote down what I spent calculated it every time and said, did I make money, save money? Mm -hmm. Well, and so what I talk to people in meetings about budgeting is pretty simple. Uh, You want to, uh, you know, first go down and list all of your mandatories on a piece of paper, on an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you like to do. So, and when I say mandatories, I'm talking about the minimum monthly payments on everything. Like not what you're actually paying, but just the minimum. I need to at least pay a hundred on that credit card, but I have been paying 200, right? Uh, Put the hundred down on a piece of paper. So add up all your minute minimums and then look at how much money you have coming in and subtract your minimums from what you have coming in. This shows you your discretionary income. Okay. So let's just say afterwards you have $2,000 left. You know, after my mandatory minimums are paid, I still have $2,000 every month or 1500 or whatever it is uh, left over. Okay. 
in that situation, where do you want to put that money? Okay, I want to I want to put a little bit of money in savings. I want to put a little bit of money towards paying off debt. Uh, I want to put a little bit of money in my fun budget because let's face it, we got to have some fun in there every now and then. But you know, also got to cut back on times too. So you go through and figure out your discretionary income, and then you start allocating that. Once you do, then you kind of can do like Matt said and live off of a stipend. I know that I'm paying this much extra on my student loans or on the car or on the mortgage or whatever credit card debt you may have. Uh, I'm paying this much extra and I have this much money left to live on. And then you live on that money that's left over. That's that's the simplest way to get your finances back on track uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, you know, just be mindful and watch your numbers. That's the most important thing uh, that I always tell people is if you're paying attention and you're watching your numbers, you're going to be able to catch yourself before you go too deep into debt uh, as well. So that way uh, you can keep a good list, you know, keep keep on track of your expenses, keep on track of your finances, uh, and hopefully, you know, set the ship back on the right path whenever life throws you a curveball. So, you know, outside of that, there are some more things you can do. I know we're coming up on a commercial break, so I do want to mention we do have one of our tax workshops, complimentary tax workshops coming up on tax efficient strategies. It is going to be uh, Tuesday, October 11th or Wednesday, October 12th in Worcester at the OARDC, the Schischler Center out there. Uh, it is going to be, uh, it's usually about an hour and a half, but you know, it's usually a good time. You will get lots of information if you come out there. As we say, we reward, we re- reward good behavior as best as as we can there. Uh, and all you need to do to attend one of these workshops is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can always go on our website, my prismwealth.com and click on the events tab and it'll take you right there where you can sign up. But lots of great information and I will tell you this, Taxes when you're working are much more simpler than taxes when you are retiring. If you have not started looking at what your taxes are going to look like when you retire, you may be in for some shocking surprises. So if you're interested, if you're curious, if you want to know, then start getting more information in a great way is coming to our complimentary workshop out here in Worcester. But we're up against a commercial break. We'll be back in just a moment with more of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? A corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our hosts, Robert Dodaro and Matt Gilbert. Now, Robert and Matt, talking about uh, what we need to know here. I mean, this is an interesting topic. Obviously, uh, we are all concerned about our finances, and we want to make sure we're doing the right thing, and debt is a problem, and it can uh, really derail retirement plans for a lot of people, can it? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times where I'm like, mm, sorry, you need to work another year or two just so mm. you can. But if, if in that time, if you can get these things paid off, then retirement becomes a lot easier. Your odds of success go way up. And, you know, it's it's funny, Matt, because we've talked about, you know, some ways to avoid going into debt. But what about for the people who are in debt when it comes to paying them off in different strategies? And if for good, bad, however you want to interpret this, you know, a lot of the people I've met with recently that have have debt, um, they're all making extra payments. So they're paying more than what they owe in an effort to pay it off, which is commendable. Uh, but a lot of people I'm seeing are taking that extra money and spreading it around to all the different things they owe money on. And me personally, I don't think that makes sense. Like if you have $500 more you're paying each month, don't put $100 on five different things. Put the $500 on one thing and try and focus on getting that one thing paid off so you can have the snowball effect. I can quickly pay this one thing off and then the extra money I save now that I don't owe over there, I can take that money and add it to another debt and slowly start snowballing and compounding to the point where I can more aggressively pay the debts off. Yeah, I like that philosophy because it's more psychological. Mm -hmm. You get wins. You get your smallest one first. You feel good. I'm making progress. When you're paying 20 bucks on everything and you got 10 different debts, they ain't moving and then you get defeated and you stop. Yeah. And I mean, most people would say, but aren't I supposed to pay off the one with the highest interest rate first? And not always, but yes, normally that saves you the most money. But think about it. So this is just my own personal story. This was years and years ago. Um, But I had student loan debt. I had a lot of student loan debt back then. Um, And I still had my car that I owed on as well, too. And Back then, my student loan debt was, uh, I had a higher debt on that, and it was a higher interest rate. So naturally, you'd be like, oh, well, try and pay those off first. Well, I was looking at it, and I was looking at it, and I was like, man, I'm paying extra money every month. Like, I mean, I was putting almost $1,000 a month extra on my student loans just to try and aggressively pay them off. And then I thought about it, and I said, wait a minute. You know, if I took that $1,000 a month and put it on my car, I'd have my car paid off in six months. I'm, I'm paying $500 a month on my car. But if I take that $1,000 over the next six months and pay my car off, I no longer have that debt. I no longer have that obligation. I have now freed $500 a month up in my budget. So I said, and even though it's a lower interest rate, I can quickly tackle my car, pay it off. And now I have $1,500 per month that I can go back on my student loans and add that money over there and pay them off again quicker. So it's not always about the highest interest rate. Sometimes it's about getting a win, like Matt said, and sometimes it's just about quickly getting things paid off, right? And even putting it in perspective. So uh, this story touched my heart. So a lot of times when I have people in debt, their, their circumstances and the stories of how they got in debt um, are, you know, they're, they're heartbreaking at times where it's it's not really, there's nothing they could have done about it, you know, in some cases uh, with it. Uh, you know, sometimes it's bad decision-making and I'll tell you if it is, but uh, you know, I had a lady, she, she lost her husband unexpectedly uh, and he was sick for many years before he passed away. So they had to use most of their savings to take care of him. And then he 
he passed away and she wasn't left with much afterwards. Um, and she's trying to work. She knows she's going to have to work till at least age 70, but between now and then she's like, whatever extra I can, I'm putting into my 401k Robert. Um, and I was like, okay, well I I get how that makes sense. I get why you would want to save over there, but let me just show you something. So this is what I mean when I say we give you information and data to help you make a better decision for yourself. So I showed her that with the extra money she was saving every month and the match that she was getting and all that other stuff, when she retired at age 70, it would lead to an extra $75 per month in income for the rest of her life, right? Not not exactly what you want to hear. That's not exactly, you know, great news to hear right off the bat. But I said, if you stop putting into your 401k, get the match, but don't put anything extra in, you know, if you take that money and start applying it to your debt, well, between now and when you retire at 70, you can knock off $400 a month from your debt payments on that. So which sounds better to you? Saving money so you can make $75 more or paying things off so you don't have $400 a month of monthly expenses, right? I mean, it's sometimes it's a pretty easy choice in there. Sometimes it's a judgment call or a sure. coin flip where the numbers are close. But when you have that information and you have that perspective, you can start thinking about your choices a little bit differently and hopefully finding the one that does actually better suit your needs right. and that you feel meets your best interest. Yeah, out you got to do the math. I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing. And you you have to have somebody that's going to take a big holistic view of the whole, your whole picture, your whole financial Mm. picture and do the math as to what makes the most sense. Yeah. And I mean, it's what we do in the tax workshop that we have coming up in Worcester. So again, if you tax planning, tax efficient strategies, if you are not doing this, then you are possibly losing out. So, um, you know, the thing about the government, when you talk about your IRA and your 401k money, when you take the money out, you have to pay the taxes on it. Everyone knows this, right? But what happens if you didn't grow your money enough to overcome the taxes that you owe the federal government, right? They take from your principal. So if you pay too much taxes when you retire, in essence, what it means is you save that money, you did all that work so that the government could keep all your profits and even charge you some of your principal as well, too. So if you're not careful with your taxes, that's what can happen. And who would make that deal, right? Like me as a financial advisor, if I met with someone and said, hey, let, we're gonna, I'm going to manage your money. I get to keep 100% of the profits that I make for you. And oh, by the way, if I don't make enough profits, you got to take from your principal to give me money as well, too. No one would work with me, right? I have no clients. I'd have no right. one. Everybody would be like, Robert, that's ridiculous. No one would ever make that deal with me. But because of the, way, the lack of attention on tax planning, most people are making, or many people will say, I don't want to say most because I don't have a stat to back that up, but I'll just say most of the people I meet with, at least, if you're not paying attention, you're actually making that deal with Uncle Sam saying, ah, I don't need that extra money. I'll give you all of my profits, right? Like who would do that deal? No one would, but people are doing it with Uncle Sam because they don't understand the way taxes work in retirement. It is a much different ball game in retirement. So you need to learn the rules. You need to understand when and where. We have our complimentary workshop here in Worcester at the OARDC Center, the Schischler Room, 
Uh, it's going to be Tuesday, October 11th or Wednesday, October 12th, starting at 6 p.m., complimentary to attend. This is not one of our dinner workshops. So if you're coming there expecting food, you might get some cookies or a veggie tray or something like that, but we're not feeding you steak out there. This is a informational workshop that is here to help you better understand tax efficient strategies and how to keep more of your money in retirement that you worked for. And all you got to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330 330- 804-0123 or visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. All right, Robert, I got a question. Fire away. We're talking about debt. Mm-hmm. One of the major debts that most people have is their house. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a common question we get consistently is, should I take my retirement money and pay off my home? Mm-hmm. Let's average 4% interest rate on the house. Mm-hmm. And what's your thoughts on that? Especially in this environment when some people are saying, Dr. Doom, your man Mm -hmm. could go down another 20%. Oh yeah. Well, so, I mean, there's always some judgment calls in here as well. And this is where more knowledge is more power, right? So with our tax planning software that we use, um, you know, we can go in and estimate for someone. All right. You need, you said you want your social security, you got your pension and you need to take a thousand dollars a month from your IRAs. That that satisfies your lifestyle the way you want to be. Okay. Where do you fall on the tax chart now? So we can show you that uh, and also show you, you know what? There's probably another $20,000 you can take out this year and still pay low taxes on it. Okay. So if that's the case at the end of the year, we, we call our clients. This is when we're meeting with them, calling them in November and December and saying, hey, you have that 20 grand left over. Do you, one, you know, want to use this to pay off some debt? Because this is the cheapest way you're going to be able to pay it off, but only 20,000. Don't take more than that. If you do, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Or if you don't need it, you don't have the debts, maybe we want to do a Roth conversion where we pay the taxes on it, move it to a Roth IRA, and let that money grow tax-free forever uh, afterwards, or at least tax-free until you die and 10 years after you die if your kids want to as well. So there are a lot of advantages and a lot of tax opportunities out there. Uh, you want to evaluate them. You want to you want to look at it as well, too, and see what you can afford. Because look at it this way. For every $100,000, you have pre-tax in your 401k or traditional IRA money, it's safe to assume that you owe $15,000 to Uncle Sam. So let's say you owe $60,000 to Uncle Sam or $75,000 to Uncle Sam, okay? If you owed him that much money on a 15% credit card, would you maybe try and find some strategies to aggressively pay that debt off? Yeah. I mean, if I had, I don't know, Tony, if you had 60 grand on a credit card charging you 15% interest, would, would you try and pay it off quickly? Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not, not, not a hard decision, no. you know, for most people, right. You know, I mean, in there, so you have to look at it that way and figure out when you're, when paying more makes sense. And when you're hurting yourself by paying more. Sure. Like so just, you're talking like, about good debt and ba- there's such thing as good debt and bad debt. I mean, really, Correct. Yeah. I mean, if you have to, again, you just have to do the math. Is it, uh, you know, am I paying more, am I paying mm-hmm. more in interest here or making mm-hmm. more by leaving this money here and paying off the lower interest loan mm-hmm. as I go, or do I have a high interest loan that I need to get paid off as soon as possible because I'm going to lose so much money. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. You have to understand when it makes sense to pay things off and when it doesn't. Like we talked about having that cushion earlier. Say you have 30 grand in the bank. Okay, well, I, well, I owe 30 grand on my car, Robert. I, I'm not making any interest on the bank. Should I, should I pay the car off? No, you need that cushion money. You know, like that, it serves a purpose where it is. I know it's not growing, but you don't take all 30 grand and pay the car off and leave yourself with nothing in the bank because what happens if you have an emergency after that? What are you going to do? Where are you going to get the money from? So you have to know when it makes sense and when it does not make sense. And we're going to do our best to give you information in a way that's simple, that you can understand as best as possible uh, and help you try and make better decisions so you can keep more of your wealth in your pocket. Uh, but I know we're up. We're, we're almost out of time here. So I want to wrap up really quickly. We will be back with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast, talking a little bit about what's going on with the state pensions. And maybe the state pension people are going to start getting some more money. So that might be good news for them. We'll talk about that and a little bit more on the Wealth of Ohio podcast coming up. But For all of our radio show listeners on 93.5 FM, we thank you for your time. We hope we brought some good value and good information for you. Keep in mind, understand how to manage debt, how to, when it's good to take it on, when it's not, start building a plan and don't be afraid to ask for help. As always, we're here to help you as best as we can. But on behalf of Matt and Tony, this is Robert Dodaro, and you've been listening to the Wealth of Ohio show. We'll be right back with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast in just a moment. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Prism Wealth Management LLC is an independent financial service firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services are offered through Prism Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation and welcome back to the wealth of ohio podcast the bonus segment and wow we've talked about a lot on today's show we talked about debt and when to pay it off and what debt means and the different types of debt out there uh, you know and how it can affect our retirement so where are we going to go here with this bonus segment robert well, you know, so I, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I don't know everything. My my wife may say there's a lot that I don't know. Uh, in Depends there, on who you I, talk to. That's right. That's right. But, you know, I'm also willing to admit when maybe I've gotten something wrong as well, too. Mm-hmm. So in this regard, you know, at some of my workshops this year, I've had a few people asking me some interesting questions. So state employees were asking me like, hey, I've heard rumors that if I go and move to Florida after I retire, I don't have to pay the windfall elimination, okay, uh, with it. And I've even heard some people say that it might be going away. And I said, you know, I don't know if there's, I've never heard any of these things. I don't know if there's any truth to them uh, with it as well. So I tell people to be careful. But in that time, I've gone back and done my research and done some things. So first off, what is the windfall? So 
If you worked for the state of Ohio, uh, in fact, 96 or 97% of state employees fall in this category where they have been putting into the pension system, uh, but they have not been putting into Social Security, okay, while they worked for the state of Ohio, okay? So normally, most state employees are not eligible for their own Social Security benefit. However, some people worked in the private sector where they did put money into Social Security and they worked for the state of Ohio and were eligible for a pension. So the windfall elimination provision applies to those people. You had to have 10 years of substantial earnings. And that is a very vague term. I always say vocabulary is important. I've been on Social Security's website and man, they don't They really don't do a good job of defining that one year over year uh, with it. But it's not just enough to earn four credits. You got to earn more than that to have substantial earnings. So anywhere from 10 years to 30 years. So if you are a state employee with 30 years of substantial earning, then you get your full Social Security benefit and you get your full pension. But if you have anywhere from 10 to 30 years, you're getting a reduced benefit. If you have less than 10 years, you're getting no Social Security. You're just getting your pension if you're looking at your own benefit. So this is the windfall elimination. People who were eligible for Social Security and eligible for a pension, but they're not getting as much from Social Security as they normally would because of that. Did they pay in to Social Security? Well, they paid in when they weren't working for the state or they had a side job while they were working for the state where they did pay in. Sure. So they did pay in. And this is why a lot of them feel that it is unfair uh, because they put into one system or they put into both systems basically uh, with it. So- The windfall elimination provision, I'll just tell you, if you're worried about it, there is a great calculator on Social Security's website where you can go in and find out how your Social Security benefit is impacted by this. Uh, And the more years you have of substantial earnings, uh, the better off you are where it doesn't hurt you as much in there. So that being said, I will say a couple things. One, the windfall elimination provision will not take your benefit down to zero. You will always get something from Social Security if you are eligible, uh, but it will not take it down to zero on your personal benefit. Okay, if you're trying to claim on your spouse, that's a different formula. I don't want to confuse people, but if they're your spouse, if you're trying to claim on your spouse, yes, your pension, your state pension, can make the benefit go down to zero. But we're just talking about your personal stuff right here. And honestly, I don't know. Like we talked about ripoffs earlier, you know, the, you know, and, and everything else as well on the last show with the Medicare and Social Security means testing and all that uh, as well. And in some ways, a lot of people feel ripped off by what's happening with uh, this windfall elimination provision. Well, I, I did do some reading. And basically, there is the Social Security Fairness Act, House Resolution 82. Uh, It has enough sponsors. It's looking uh, like they may vote on it. My expectation, we've we've talked about the SECURE Act 2.0. There are a whole bunch of financial regulation bills that are working its way through the House and the Senate right now. By the end of the year, I expect that they're going to combine a bunch of these into one bill and pass it all together. Okay, what's in there? could be the elimination of the windfall elimination provision. I know a lot of employees would be happy about that. And honestly, I I don't mind that going away. Uh, The one where you're claiming off your spouse, okay, that I, 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 that's called the government pension offset. 
Um, that I, I wouldn't mind keeping. I think that's fair, you know, in there as well. Yeah. If, you're, if you've earned your own benefit, you should be entitled to it. But if you have your pension, you didn't put into the system and you're trying to claim off your spouse as well too, there, there probably should be some offsetting in there because you have to put in the system. I mean, you should be putting in the system in some way. So basically well. you're saying with the windfall elimination, there's no chance that somebody that didn't pay into social security would now start receiving it. Oh, if you got rid, well, yeah, because the windfall, that's, you have to have, in order for you to be eligible for social security period, you have to have 10 years worth of working credits. So all the rules I said, I, I did say for state employees in there specifically because normal social security is a little bit different. You do have to have 10 years of credits earned, but credits, you only need to make a little bit of money each year to earn a credit uh, in there. Uh, and it's based on your 35 highest years when it's your benefit, not the 30 years as we were talking about earlier with the state employees. So, you know, realistically, when you're a state employee and you've worked and you've done both, I think you should be able to get both. And there may be not doesn't need to be an offset. But if you've never worked in the system and you've never done anything and you're trying to claim off of your spouse, I don't know. I mean, I can justify it, but at the same point in time, we did talk about whether or not, you know, is Social Security going bankrupt or going broke or any of those other things before as well. I personally don't believe it's going broke, but you start adding in provisions like this where more and more money gets paid out, and all of a sudden I could see it going broke a lot faster unless there's some tax increases in there or something. It reminds me about a bunch of people that are getting their student loans paid off that haven't paid off on those or mm -hmm. haven't tried. Yeah. 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 You know, so again, are, are we rewarding? I don't want to say we're rewarding bad behavior because this isn't bad behavior. You, you work for the state of Ohio. That's not bad behavior uh, or anything else, but we do want to reward good behavior. And if you, if you worked two areas and built two systems for yourself, if you, if you're eligible for social security and a state pension, by all means, you should be able to. So if you're a state employee or you know a state employee who's complaining about this, you know, tell them about the Social Security Fairness Act, H.R. 82. So that was one side of the coin, the windfall elimination. The other side was people trying to talk about, like, moving to Florida so they could avoid the windfall elimination provision. I have not found anything to suggest that that is possible. Uh, I have been looking into it because it is possible that there are states that would reimburse you for the money that you lost from the windfall elimination provision, but the windfall is a federal law. So to think that a state can overrule a federal law is uh, is tenuous at best. So if you're thinking of moving out of state just to get rid of the windfall, you may be in for a surprise later. Uh, but you can be paying attention to H.R. 82, maybe calling your congressman and senator, whatever you want, uh, and try and get more that way involved in the political process. But be mindful, be aware, uh, pay attention to what is happening in these programs and what's happening in the law because they can impact you. You might be getting a few hundred dollars more per month. I don't, I don't know what that's going to do to inflation in the state of Ohio because, I mean, that <laughs> – that would impact the state of Ohio quite a bit if they got rid of it. Uh, but be mindful, be aware, learn, learn when these things impact you and learn to let them roll off your back when they don't, you know, uh, you know, impact you at all. Uh, it actually reminds me of a good funny joke. My, my, my brother told me the other day. So here, Tony, uh, why do ducks have tail feathers? I don't know. Uh, to cover their butt quacks. Okay. <laughs> Oh no! Gotta gotta, gotta you keep yourself protected, right? You know? <laughs> uh, 
I had it. Tony got all new buttons he could push. I had to give him the opportunity there. So yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so. But we got to wrap the show up as always. Thank you to our bonus. This has been the bonus podcast segment. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Remember, we've got our workshops coming up on tax efficiency Tuesday, October 11th, Wednesday, October 12th here in Worcester at the OARDC, the Schischler Center. It's complimentary. All you got to do to attend is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. But thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll check you next time on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.